0: Hey Kuya, hey Sigs. We seem to be in a time of a lot of social change. Mm-hmm. You know, from Black Lives Matter, the Me Too movement, which happened a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. consciousness on raising on anti Asian racism, yeah. and recently the many movements arising out of the situation between Israel and Palestine. Yeah. That situation has obviously evolved since October seventh, twenty twenty three. And we have been in discussion behind the scenes on the podcast about where we stand on the most recent global event, as well as all the other movements we have discussed.
1: Yeah, I know you've benefited from these behind-the-podcast discussions, as we've called it.
0: Yes, I know you work through a framework, and I was thinking maybe perhaps this year's four-part episodes on social justice this February could focus on that framework
1: or process. Yes, Iggs, for sure. Let's talk about this after the introduction.
0: Hi, I'm Siggy, born and raised in St. Catharines, Ontario, and now living in the nation's capital of Ottawa.
1: And I'm Jesse, born in Manila, Philippines, raised in Toronto, Canada, and schooled all over southwestern Ontario. You're listening to the Hala Hala podcast, a delicious mix of pop culture and the Filipino-Canadian life.
0: We at the Hollow Hollow podcast acknowledge that our creative project spans these areas and territories and are grateful for the traditional knowledge keepers and elders who are with us today, those who have gone before us, and the youth that inspires us. We recognize the land and benefits it provides all of us as an act of reconciliation, as recommended by the Truth and Reconciliation Commission's 94 Calls to Action, and gratitude to those whose territory we reside on, work on, or are visiting. I'm podcasting from the unceded territory of the Algonquin and Nishtabeg people.
1: And I'm podcasting from the traditional lands of the Huron-Wendat, the Seneca, and most recently, the Mississaugas of the Credit River. Sigs, for this Social Justice Month, February 2024, we were talking about how do you know when to join a social movement? And I think before we can even get to that, part. Mm -hmm. We have to figure out how to discern what social movements are, counter-movements, what the discourse is, and then figuring out from there which social movement to join. I think sometimes we hear it as people framing it being on the right side of history. But Mm -hmm. how do you figure out the right from the left when it's not always exactly clear? Would you agree?
0: Yeah. Or even just like, where do I stand?
1: Where do we stand? Yeah. And I think... Yes, go ahead. You were going to say something. Oh,
0: as we say that we actually talked about this in October and I'm like, there are a lot of people in our network, our colleagues, whether it's at work or personal, that they're taking a stand and they're following clear lines and taking up, looking for causes and what do we need to stand up for? And I was observing this and I was wondering, like, where do I stand and how do I make a wise decision on following social movements, it's funny. In the last like five or six years, there's been a lot of social change going on. And I remember asking you, I'm like, how how do I make an educated decision? How do I not just look at an Instagram or social media and be like, I'm following that, checkmarking, and putting right. all my beliefs behind this? I you were sort of like thinking, like, you know what? I think this is something we need to talk about. And how do we do like how do we do this in a
1: meaningful in a way? Decent,
0: meaningful and decent.
1: Yeah, because if we don't, we end up doing a lot of performative allyship. And I think the way to make sure that we're not doing performative allyship is to actually take it or break it down a little bit. And I think it's helpful maybe for our listeners to know that, first of all, what is a social movement? So let's talk about that. What is a social movement? As scholars say, so one particular scholar, his name is Modal, says that a social movement is really a conscious, collective and organized effort for social change and goes on to say that it's a method of change that's enacted usually at the grassroots level of a nation that Mm -hmm. then eventually gathers momentum and then gains mass mobilization and sometimes global mobilization. And I Mm -hmm. think just in the recent years, as you've talked about, which really have inspired the social justice podcast episodes. You know, it usually takes one event. So if we think about George Floyd and anti-Black racism and Black Lives Matter, that then sparked rallies and injustice that then suddenly became the whole Black Lives Matter movement, not only just in the United States alone, but of course, seeping into Canada, the rest of the Western world and anywhere else. And Mm -hmm. I think you can also say that of, let's say, the Me Too movement same thing has occurred where suddenly people were coming out over on Twitter about their sexual abuse, sexual harassment, so forth and so on. Mm -hmm. And we can kind of keep looking back and you can kind of see how these movements that only gain quite a momentum and then suddenly boom, right? Right. There's Mm -hmm. calls for social change. So sometimes these social movements are also present to maintain social order as well. Mm -hmm. So if I think about fascism, or even what's going on right now, populism with Donald Trump and conservatives (laughs) like, you know, Poliev in here in Canada, or if we even think about Bong Bong Marcos, like these are all responses to other social movements, which we'll get to in a second. But this is something to think about. Like, this is what a social movement is. And then this is how we can sometimes get swept up, especially if we're just looking through our Instagram, looking through our X feed or Twitter feed or whatever we right. call it, or what influencers are talking about on YouTube. Traditionally, social movements have gained momentum because of people being in close proximity. So social interaction, usually in urban areas that then trickle out into other parts of the country or world, right. you uh-huh. know, so going from urban to rural Or sometimes there's been through mass education. So sometimes we're used to seeing, for example, the civil rights movements, you know, feminism and gay rights, starting Mm -hmm. off with mass education through universities and colleges. And those becoming campaign strategies and communication strategies. But I think what's really interesting today Mm -hmm. is that the modern social movements that we've seen in the last five years have really been advantaged by social media. And that really helps with rapid social interaction and and engagement. And hence has really, as organizers would say, professional organizers actually would say, mobilization (laughs) of people to join causes. Because that social interaction is so easy. Like how many times do you see on social media as you kind of flip through your feeds, like things to join or things for your consciousness to be raised? I'm sure that you get bombarded. (laughs) Like as, much it, as
0: bombarded. And what's funny, Kuya, I always think in the 80s or 90s, what we would see would be someone with a petition with a Greenpeace pin.
1: That's right. Right? You know?
0: And they would have this picture where, for some reason, you show a picture of like a duck covered in oil with the pop can rings, the plastic pop can rings. Yes, that's and right. And how essential it was for us, when we throw that's this right. in the recycling, we cut the pop can rings. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things where I'm like, Oh, it's just something, oh, when we throw out recycling and we had, before pop cans would come in sixes, they would have a plastic ring to keep the sixes together and animals would get caught in it. And I remember that was such a popular, okay, we have to treat the environment nicely and be yeah. careful of the animals and cut them out. I always thought was like, that was the beginning of like a social environmental change that we should be conscious about. Right. That's Environmentalism.
1: Yeah. You know, that's yeah. even a social movement of sorts. Yeah. So when we think about that, what you've talked about, and I remember that, like seeing these horrific pictures of animals or cosmetic testing and animal rights. Yes, that's right. All of that stuff. Yeah, Yeah, and PETA. And you see them kind of coalescing into these organized groups. And then these organized groups join other organized groups. So PETA joining Greenpeace, joining others around Mm -hmm. the world. And then suddenly, boom, there's a social movement going on. But I think like what I said, what's different today is that while those movements like animal rights and environmentalism and even gay rights and civil rights and mm-hmm. you know, women's rights took decades oh, to gain yeah. momentum, these days it seems like it just takes months, if not like a year, literally a <laughs> year for a social movement to be born than have sudden worldwide awareness on a particular mm-hmm. issue. So I think we're in a really interesting and yet difficult age because I think what ends up happening is not only are there social movements, Mm SIGs, there are counter movements. And counter movements, and I think our listeners might appreciate this, are really movements that resist social change and are usually in opposition to another social movements. Mm -hmm. And these counter movements Are typically competing for resources and work from what you and I have talked about on this podcast, a scarcity principle and the recruitment of people to their causes with the hopes of eventually mainstreaming their messages. And the two that kind of come up to my mind are gun rights and gun control and pro life versus pro choice. You know, those are typically counter movements or movements. So depending on which movement you subscribe to, you see the other one as a counter social movement. But does that? Makes sense, like, in terms of what we've been seeing these last couple of years, especially oh around goodness. Israel and Palestine, where there's not only just been a movement around that, but many counter-movements.
0: Exactly. I always think, too, whenever I remember with Black Lives Matter, then all of a sudden, from the really far right, it was like, well, all lives matter. And yeah. that wasn't the message that was trying to be produced by that. But right. like you said, it's a counter-movement to that. So I, Yeah, yeah. And it's shocking, you're right, Kuya. how quick it is. It is, right? It's shockingly quick, yeah.
1: And counter movements are good at actually either spreading disinformation or Mm -hmm. co-opting the agenda of the other side. And this is then what makes it more confusing. And sometimes I think leads to what we've been seeing in the last decade is this kind of polarized thinking in a lot of ways. Because how many times have you and I have seen things on social media and then we've really had to scrutinize it and try to figure out, is this right information? Is this wrong information?
0: Many. And it's so, fu- it's so funny. We talk, we talk about topics that are not prickly, but where there's lots of points of view. Whether, And you brought up like pro-life and, and pro-choice. Choice. And yep. people often think, oh, those are very polarizing. It's either that or that. But uh, you do know when you are pro-choice, you are also pro-life. Because it's about the decision, and it's yeah. it's one of those gray hairs. And I know that we could get into major discussions, yeah, but you're right sure. about that pol- the, That counter move it makes pushes everything into polar, not even opposites, but it's either this or this. Where we've talked about this and discussions and being curious yes. shows that there's many layers. That's right. Of not standing. it.
1: That's right. So what's interesting is that if there is an established discourse between a mm-hmm. m- social movement and a counter movement it really means that this is a social issue that hasn't been resolved by that society at Mm -hmm. large. So just as I referenced there, gun control versus gun rights Mm -hmm. and pro-life versus pro-choice, those are continual discussions, especially for our neighbors in the South, in the United States. And this is top of mind. While we can probably go to other sides of the world, Or even in our own backyard and know that the conversation on this particular social issue is closed because society has figured that out and moved on, rightly or wrongly so. So, Mm -hmm. you know, when I think about gun control versus gun rights here in Canada, it's simply our society has chosen gun control versus gun Mm -hmm. rights in a lot of ways, and prioritizing that for a variety of different reasons that I'm sure we could unpack and take the entire episode, but that is not the point (laughs) of this episode. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's interesting to kind of think about that when I think about people in the South, people in the United States, that they're still thinking about the right to bear arms, and yet all of the mass killings that occur in the United States, and how are they trying to kind of balance those two competing interests and same thing around pro-life and pro-choice and abortions and women's rights to choose as well as respecting life, depending how you define that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes as I had just alluded to earlier, these movements and counter movements, as I said, create disinformation. And I think, you know, a classic example that we're seeing today is really around gay, queer, trans rights versus what I call gay, queer, trans agenda. You know, so these two competing ideas where they're sending out misinformation that it's like, okay, these drag queens reading to children is just an example of them wanting to recruit people to their gay (laughs) agenda. You know, it's kind of what one side says, as opposed to actually it's for entertainment and fun and inclusive thinking and cognitive thinking and flexibility. So you can see how, again, that disinformation just kind of creates chaos and then what that does is it, you know, pulls people either to one side or the other. And then, of course, what I've been seeing lately, at least within the gay rights movement and rights, is actually using fear. And something that I've been oh. hearing about is referring to the queer community as the alphabet mafia, specifically gay, queer, trans rights activists and then just calling them the alphabet mafia. So two things that's interesting about that, (sighs) reducing it to an alphabet and then the mafia, which is a very much an Italian term Which, interestingly enough, at one point they weren't considered white, but somehow now are considered white. (laughs) And yet, at the same time, have pulled together this idea that there's something menacing about the gay agenda. And not that we have one, folks. Like, I just. There's (laughs) never been an agenda. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, the only agenda out there is to just be treated equally, right? As far as I'm concerned. So, To me, what's interesting in all of this is that the discourse actually between a counter movement and a social movement Mm -hmm. is that it clarifies and identifies core values that are in conflict. You know, what is much more important? Is life much more important than the right to bear arms or vice versa? Or is like living a life where you feel included and part of the community more important than what those that would say that have a gay agenda would would otherwise say so i think that this is just something to Mm -hmm. think about that you know it's easy to kind of dismiss the counter movement but it's like what's being said there and what is it that we're missing what is it that we need to hear and then what how do we need to respond to that accordingly six i don't know if you have any thoughts about that i just spent a lot of time just talking about what scholars would say are you know scholarship on social movements and counter movements
0: I think it's sometimes when we just get back to the basics of what's in front of us, and I don't think there's reminders of it. I was overwhelmed. I'm like, there is a lot going on here. Mm-hmm. But when we take to the steps of understanding what this movement is, what counter movements are, that really good key of like recognition of discourse, it, it puts things in a lot of perspective. Like, right, right. we can always doom scroll. We can always look at a feed. Yep, yep. But are we really looking at what's in the feed? Are we taking of what's value? What identifies the values that you find that our core, yeah, I'll be able to take that stance. And I sometimes it's back to the basics of like, what's going on in front of us? And sometimes we just have to take a real stand here. Okay, this is what this is about. Yeah. And I like that you just said that. Sometimes we want to clarify and identify core values that are in conflict. What are they? And if I don't know, maybe I should start learning how I can go about to find out why and what are they. Yeah. I am, and
1: we're going to discuss that more yeah. in episode three or the third part of this four-part. social justice series but i think that that makes sense right that we need to learn stop pause and something that i just want to say is i know that you and i have been quite silent if you will on some of the most recent world events simply because for exactly that reason we're trying to discern which is really what this episode is about is trying to discern and figure out what are the core values do they match up with ours and then maybe perhaps that's the one to join. But I'll, I'll kind of recap that towards the end. The other thing that I wanted to say too is, is that I want to really emphasize that modern social movements are really different from past social movements oh, yeah? because of social media mm-hmm. and what social media does, which is create a sense of urgency and immediacy. And I mm-hmm. think that because of that, speed, mobilization is really quick. And so as I was kind of alluding to earlier, gay rights really started in the 1970s and the 80s, and then accelerated roughly to around about 2000, 2010, where we started to see equal rights start to spread across at least Canada and around the world, and then in different parts of the United States. But as I had said in terms of earlier in the podcast around Black Lives Matter and anti-Black racism, you know, you've seen people's awareness rise really quickly in the last sharp. couple of years. Yeah. Really sharp. And again, I think that has to do with the fact that social media has really gotten people to interact and be consciously aware of some of these issues. Now, as I've said too, and that what you're starting to recognize as well, issues with these modern social movements. Mm-hmm. And the associated counter movements appear so rapidly. And with all that disinformation that I was talking about, which is, of course, really problematic in a post truth world, you know, it <laughs> creates a lot of problems, which I think right. you were alluding to, which is, is that it's easy to start bandwagoning onto whatever social movement we think is coming up through our feeds. And that the disinformation, because we're not scrutinizing or we're not used to scrutinizing information, we might end up joining the wrong social movement or inadvertently join the wrong social movement, which ultimately leads to more harm. And I remember, what was that one about the black square space? Yeah,
0: posting a black square in solidarity just and nothing else, right? And many people just did that like because it was the trend. Not understanding the full meaning of like, I'm doing this for what? Right. Right.
1: And so I think then it becomes really important in this day and age, especially around how social movements intersect with social media and technology and the speed with which that occurs Mm -hmm. is needing to do this discernment that I just alluded to earlier, which, of course, as you've talked about, means taking the time to understand the arguments. Do those arguments coincide with our personal values? not getting swept up in the urgency. And I think we saw that in October, November. There was this urgency. And that is not to say that you and I don't aren't aware that people are dying. It's just we really wanted to understand what is that issue here. And yet at the same time, not needing to be swept up in it all and having to quote unquote choose a side as you talked about. And then scrutinizing or questioning the information that we receive because there was a time we could trust Journalism, but now we have to really scrutinize and be our own editors of the information that we get, whether it's through social media or through mainstream news or through anywhere else for that matter. But I think the most important thing to do in terms of discernment is really being critical of our own motivations as to why we are wanting to join the social movement. Are we really joining this movement because it aligns with our values? Or are we joining it because it's trendy or we feel guilty somehow? And if we are joining a social movement, You know, I always remind myself, especially if it's not our cause, we need to ask the people whose cause it is, like, what do you need us to do instead of leading the cause in a lot of ways. So all of this is really a way of preventing bandwagoning onto these social movements, because in the end, you might end up hitching your ride to the wrong movement in a lot of ways. So these have been our discussion sakes since October, kind of trying to figure out where do we stand on recent global events. I know that you wanted me to share that with our listeners. Do you think I missed anything in all of that in terms of engaging in this important first step of discernment?
0: No, I like that we're taking step by step. And listeners, we're developing it because many of you probably feel the same way. Whether or not you see your feed, do I feel stressed out? Yes, there are issues. And yes, there are petitions. And yes, there are opportunities for you to support the causes and understand that things that are going on in our world are incorrect or... But I think these first steps will help inform people. Yeah. And I think in these, by us having this platform is it's okay to ask these questions.
1: It's totally okay to ask these it's questions. It's not
0: wrong. And you're going to have people out there that are informed and they are doing it. Yeah. But we want you at the end of the day to make that decision yourself. So I really, I appreciate this, Jesse, as if this is a uh, part one. Part one. Of, uh, of this uh, social justice episodes. Yeah. And we can just take you on this journey so you guys can make a sound decision or figure out more, find out more being curious on these movements and understanding what they stand for and see if they align with what you believe. And I think you put that very well.
1: Yeah. Take the time to discern. As Siggy said, understand the arguments. Don't get swept up in the urgency of it all. Question all that information. Be critical of our own motivations. I think that that's very important so that we don't accidentally or unintentionally join a cause that really doesn't actually fit with us at the end of the day and just only recruited us in the end. So things with that said, I think you should take us out. That concludes at least the first of four parts of our social justice episodes for this month of February 2024. Next time we speak, we're going to talk a little bit about humility, which I think also helps us figure out which social movement to join or support.
0: If you have any questions about the Hello Hallow podcast and the Stosis episodes that we'll be talking about for this month of February 2024, email us at hallohallopopculture at gmail.com. The Hallow Hallow podcast is available wherever you get podcasts. Subscribe, download, tell your friends, also, friends all about us. You can find us on social media or on Instagram at Culture.
1: Finally, we receive editorial feedback from Mary Beth Badian. Our musical theme is by and We'll see all of you again real soon.
0: See yes.